My home is in a more remote part of Wisconsin. Encircled by fields of maize, wetlands, and everything else. I can still vividly recall being in my teens and being outdoors with my parents as twilight was falling, but we were all engaged in our own activities. Suddenly, a female voice can be heard yelling help me from the woods that are located next to our home. The volume was perfect, I could hear everything, but it wasn't so loud that I couldn't question what I was hearing. Both of my parents looked at me as if to ask, you heard that too, right? As they turned to face me, the mother immediately begins yelling, do you need help where are you? It is now completely dark, and the sudden change from twilight to night caused the hair on the back of my neck to stand on end because it became too quiet. The mother intended to continue screaming, but the father just stood up from his chair and shouted inside. That must have been one of the few occasions when she paid attention to what he had to say. When I was younger, two of my other friends and I made the decision to investigate an old, deserted home that was located down the road from where we lived. The typical appearance of a home that has been abandoned, paint flaking off everywhere, leaving the wood exposed in some parts, plants and vines growing out of control, damaged windows, roof tiles missing here and there when we got inside, we saw that it was in the same condition as the outside shattered cabinets and floor boards that were splintered and fractured. We did not pick up any creepy sensations from the location, other than the fact that it was completely devoid of people. Nothing that we would consider to be paranormal or out of the ordinary stuck out to us. Therefore, we go out into the world feeling a little bit let down. While we are strolling beside one of the windows, a guy who seems to be in his 60s and is dressed formally in a black dress coat, white dress shirt, and black tie comes into view. He appears to be extremely well put together and has excellent personal hygiene. We never saw him inside, and we never heard anything about him either. Despite this, there was a guy standing outside the building who was gazing at us blankly through the glass. My companions and I left that place as quickly as we could and made our way back home as soon as we could. It was probably just one of the property owners who happened to be there on the same day that we were. There were a few rooms that we didn't go in, but holy God it frightened the shit out of us. There were a few rooms that we didn't go in. A few years later, the local fire department carried out a controlled fire and completely destroyed the building. So, if it was paranormal, well, it's gone now. At the conclusion of an overgrown and lengthy dirt road that was no longer passable, there was a peculiar and little community. It was five homes that faced a tiny lake or pond that my buddies and I stumbled across by mistake as we were following a stream in search of fishing sites. It seemed as if they had been deserted for a considerable amount of time. There is no other way to get there than making a one-hour trek through the forest on foot. Since we felt it was a fun thing to do, we began inviting our friends out there throughout the summer months to drink, smoke, and swim in the pond with us. The homes were all ranch-style homes with a single story, with the exception of one large brick home with three stories that was perched on top of a hill overlooking the neighborhood. Because it was so far away from the pond, we didn't bother to look around very much. 
We had been hanging out in that location for a few weeks when, after letting our curiosity get the better of us, we decided to investigate the large mansion. Due to the fact that it was coming apart, there was no way to walk upstairs, but the view from the first level was really intriguing. Marble was used for the flooring, and there was very detailed woodwork on the fireplace mantles. There was a large door made of sturdy wood and hefty iron that was locked in the kitchen. After some more time had gone, we, being the ignorant youngsters that we were, were curious about what lay beyond the closed door. Because it was such a wonderful location, we speculated that maybe some precious item might be found there. We were so determined to get inside that we even took a crowbar and an axe with us. After we had taken turns with the axe for an hour, we were finally able to break the lock and open the door. A whiff of it. Oh my gosh, what is that odor? That undeniable odor of putrefying flesh was in the air. It had such a strong impact. As soon as the door was opened, it hit you in the face with full force. It was probably just a dead animal that got trapped, but f if I was going to walk down a pitch dark locked cellar of an abandoned house that had the strong smell of death inside it. I immediately got a massive adrenaline surge and yelled, there's something dead in there, I'm out. Everyone else agreed with me. There was a huge celebration to celebrate the end of the summer there. Hauled out some generators and invited several local metal bands to play at a large party they were throwing over the weekend. Someone started a fire in one of the homes, and as it went out of hand, everyone ran out and collected their belongings. Metal as heck, but very hazardous. After what happened, the venue was swarming with police and fire department personnel, so we decided not to return there. It has seen significant development in the two decades that have passed since then. Currently, there is a Toyota dealership in addition to a few townhomes at that location. It was about three to four miles of gravel road to get to our house. So one night, it must have been a weekend night and I was coming back from a friend's house. I'm driving down the gravel road fairly slowly because of deer. Up ahead I see someone walking on the side of the road so I slow down even more. As I get closer I see it's someone walking the same direction I'm driving, with his back to me, in a full tuxedo and dress hat. So I'm like F that and drive past the guy not stopping. He never turned and looked my direction to make sure he wasn't about to get nailed by a car, and was kinda out in the road. Thing was, there weren't any houses along that stretch. It was probably 1 a.m. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And I never saw any broken-down cars. Who knows? When I was a youngster, my family and I spent some time in the northern part of Wisconsin. During the time that I was there, my father and brother and I went on a short trek together, which consisted mostly of hiking through some forests. We eventually found ourselves emerging from them into the property of someone else, at which point the man who was there noticed us, came up with his child, and asked the inevitable question, uh, what you doing on my land? My father has just apologized and said that he shouldn't have been so negligent since we were hiking. He mentioned this. We returned immediately, and despite the peculiar nature of the meeting, we did not have any kind of anxiety as a result of it. Both my brother and I picked up some valuable information regarding the need of respecting private property. On the other hand, the guy we met seemed to be dissatisfied, and to a certain extent I can understand why, if I lived outside of a city, I'd be suspicious too if someone emerged from the woods onto my land, nonetheless, things started to become strange. The individual we had our run-in with had really hired a thug who either worked for him or was associated to him in order to follow us back to our cabin. Around five minutes after we arrived back and started to cook lunch, this jerk simply waltzed into the cabin and began talking about how we had been caught trespassing on the property. Even though he wasn't shouting or furious or anything like that, it was still rather startling to have this camouflage-clad stranger who you had never seen before come into the home where your grandparents live. He didn't have much time to say much since our grandparents possessed a few weapons, most of which were antiques, and sure enough one of them was drawn on him. He didn't have much time to say much. Our granny detained this individual, and he ultimately reiterated his apology for the previous case of trespassing that he committed. Then, however, she began to shout at him for following us, trespassing on our property, and coming right up inside without being asked, and he departed once she finished her ranting. Was a really strange occurrence that took place. However, I have sometimes discussed it with my father and brother, proving that it wasn't a dream and that it wasn't my imagination. In any case, you shouldn't violate the property's boundaries. This is the important takeaway for me. Edit. A lot of people are guessing that we found drugs or something, which, to tell you the truth, is not something that is likely to have happened. The individual who spoke to my father revealed his name, although I am unable to recall it and he was once again accompanied by his own kid. I believe that it is more possible that we angered someone who places a high value on property and privacy, and that person responded quite strongly as a result. Regardless, as many other people have pointed out, if you find yourself in a scenario that is similar to what they have described, you should apologize and then get the hell out of there. There was a well-known swimming place along the river, and it was one that my friends and I had been many times before. Nevertheless, for some reason this time we made a little detour in the wrong direction and found ourselves a bit off track on the lawn of some man who lived in the midst of the woods. 
He was shouting at us to get out of there while brandishing a shotgun as he came out of the house. After seeing that he was carrying a pistol, we composed ourselves and simply said that we had taken the wrong turn on our way to the river. He continued to shout at us, but ultimately he simply ordered us to go and not come back, so we left and didn't come back. After just 10 minutes had passed, just as we were getting close to the river, we heard a gunshot coming from the other direction that we had just come from. After that, we made it a point to focus our attention particularly on the trail. Several years ago, when I was out hiking in Yellowstone National Park, I overheard someone screaming from across the service road and about halfway up the hill. I was startled, so I came to a halt, fell down, and peered about. Nothing was seen, there was complete silence. Suddenly, a doe bolts from the thicket and makes a break for it down the slope of the hill. A brown bear is rushing after it with all of its might. If it were up to me, I'd cheer for the deer, but alas, it wasn't in the cards. It stumbled over a patch of rocks, and almost as soon as it had placed some space between itself and the bear, it disappeared. While I was hiding, I watched in horrified disbelief as the bear murdered the deer. After that, it yelled for its two young, who came running down the hill from the top of the hill to join it for dinner. I have photographs of everything. I have them all. One of the photographs that I am most pleased with is the one in which a black bear can be seen racing after a doe. One of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in person, and the screams of the doe are something I'll never forget. I used to reside in the countryside of the Philippines in a little fishing community called Tinambacan. There was a fenced-off property that had become overgrown and a house that had truly fallen into disrepair just next to our home. The nighttime view was always extremely unsettling, and the children in the area assured me that the building was haunted. You were able to get a view of the parking lot from our rooftop. During one of the nights when I was observing it, I saw a peculiar blue light emanating from inside, as well as shadows dancing across the glass. I couldn't pinpoint it at all, and there was no noise, no one talking, or any other sound that may have given me a clue as to what was producing it. That frightened me a lot. When I brought it up to my family, they informed me that drag queens were staying there overnight in order to be able to go to a discotheque that was located close. So, it was a huge relief. The cottage that belonged to my grandparents is in the Turkish Mediterranean area, and it is surrounded by orange and lemon trees. We have two neighbors that are somewhat near to us, but the other communities are quite a distance away. Our immediate neighbors aren't around right now since it's summer and they relocated to the uplands, where it's cooler. Now, the cottage is rather ancient, in fact, it is quite old. It was constructed on a massive rock and there are no facilities inside. Instead, the restroom is located around 20 meters away, to the south, in the same general area as Shrek's. To make matters worse, I had to use it in the middle of the night, when there was no light. I had to find my way around by the light of the moon, and there was no light in the restroom either. 
Until your eyes adjust to the darkness, you won't be able to determine what's on the inside. Because the dry grass was creating noise, I could hear what sounded like footsteps or something crawling outside while I was inside. Whatever it is, you need to approach the door and then stand there for a good 20 minutes. Now, since the place I stayed was very remote and the next town was an hour's drive away, as well as the fact that wild boars, snakes, and even wild canines were seen in the surrounding fields, this brings us to our next point. After the animal had departed, I remained there for another hour before rushing out to go home, but by that time, my legs had become sleepy. I had to crawl until I was able to walk again. I was about 12 or 13 years old at the time. When I was 15 years old, I lived in the middle of nothing in the middle of nowhere. Because of how remote our location is, getting to the nearest food shop would take us an hour, while it would take the police 45 minutes to reach our home. There are no neighbors located nearby. Your screams would be unheard in the event that anything terrible occurred. When I went to bed one evening, I couldn't shake the sense that something was off in my stomach. I thought it was simply anxiousness, so I chose to ignore it and go to sleep instead. Then, at 2 in the morning, I am jolted awake by a scream that is so horrific it brings tears to my eyes. I was racked with irrational dread. These cries were diabolical, alternating between a high-pitched shriek similar to that of a lady and a growl similar to that of a man. My stepfather took his shotgun out of the closet as the rest of my family joined him in waking up. My stepdad went outdoors. Bear in mind that you are in the middle of nowhere and there are no street lights. Aside from the light coming from the porch that is above us, everything is completely dark. There is no let up in the shouting and shrieking. It seems to involve two persons. My sister and her boyfriend had gone out earlier in the day, and they were still out together as of that point. My mother first believed that my sister was being brutally killed in the woods by her boyfriend at the time. The screams led her to this conclusion. My mother immediately began yelling, Jason, false name. You need to let go of her, Jason. Put your hands away from her immediately. Whoa, where have you been? After then, there is complete and utter silence. We are so terrified because we believe that she has passed away and that he will come for us next. Then a new noise starts, and it turns out to be the voice of a human or a demon. He screams, I am Jacob. I am Jacob. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I am the only begotten son of God. I have been chosen to search for the baby. I am the only one WHO can get through this. I am the only one who can locate this child in Valine. Now that we have this information, we are really afraid that the boyfriend of my sister is a member of a cult and is planning to murder all of us. While my mother was ultimately convinced to phone the authorities, The individual in question continued to cry and shriek while inching closer and closer to our home. After what seems like nearly half an hour of this, we are at last able to make out the silhouette of a person inside the range of our view. In close proximity to our vehicle. My stepfather is a close range shooter. Yells, don't you get any closer now as the person gets closer, the stepfather moves his gun closer. Now don't make me kill you. The man screams. As soon as the second shot is fired, we hear the individual running back up the hill into the woods, and we wait for the cops to come. After 45 minutes have passed, the police vehicle arrives and directs its lights on the person responsible for the crime. What we are seeing is impossible for us to believe. It is a guy who has shaved his head, lost a lot of weight, and is now crawling about on all fours like a gorilla or in the manner of Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, if that's any clearer. The man screams and howls the whole time the cops have him in their custody. The police officers did not even bother to come down to explain what was taking on. They suddenly went off, and we were required to resume our previous sleeping positions as if nothing had occurred. The next day, We are required to contact the authorities in order to get information on what took place and who is responsible. It would seem that this was one of our neighbors who had prior convictions for drug crimes. Our neighbor combined a wide variety of medicines, and as a result, 
He tripped out to an excessive degree. It was really a tragedy to learn that a few years later, he had given in to his addictions and passed away as a result. He was not yet in his teens. This was a really terrible night, especially for those who do not live in the country. These are the real evils that we have to confront. Unemployment, addiction to drugs and alcohol, and violence in the home are all problems. These problems may be more widespread in rural regions, but I have optimism that things will eventually get better here. A buddy of mine grew up in a location that might be considered semi-rural. She received a warning from the police that they were searching for a potentially dangerous fugitive one evening when they knocked on her home. She was advised to secure her belongings and be vigilant since they would be checking her property. She didn't learn the whole tale until quite some time had passed after the incident. The fugitive was apprehended while committing sexual assault on a horse that was housed in a nearby stable. As a result of the subsequent chaos, the horse's leg was broken, and the guy managed to escape. After two days, he was discovered hiding in a storm drain where he had taken shelter. My family has made their home in an ancient farmhouse that is situated in the middle of a forest, field, and lake. There are no neighbors in the area. Since there is no way out, there is no incentive for anybody from outside the area to be there. This occurred to my aunt when she was caring for the pets in our home. She is jolted awake in the middle of the night by the sounds of some activity. Our dog was a poor guard dog, and she made no attempt to warn us when she saw anything suspicious. Aunt notices a number of individuals wandering around the yard with flashlights in their hands after dark. She goes into a frenzy and instantly turns on all of the lights, allowing the guests to flee. She placed a call to the police, but it would take them one hour to get at the scene. Although nothing was stolen, my aunt was certainly shaken to her very core by the terrifying experience. When I was younger, I lived in a log cabin that was situated in the center of 300 acres of forest, we only owned an acre. Only three additional homes might be considered near by definition. A neighbor phoned one night at 11 o'clock at night from work. Because his motion light had been activated and his wife had reported seeing a guy wearing a denim jacket near their chicken coop, he wanted us to check on his wife and see if she was okay. Her and the chickens were unharmed, but when we got home, I told my husband that someone would have to go a very long way out of their way to be prowling around out there, which means that whoever she saw was there on purpose. After all, a person would have to go a very long way out of their way to be prowling around out there. I informed him that I was going to contact the police so that there would be a record in the event that it became an issue. After waiting for 45 minutes, a sheriff's deputy phoned and said he needed instructions since he couldn't locate our residence. We continued to talk to him over the phone till he came across us. As soon as he stepped out of his vehicle, he questioned, do you guys see a lot of deer around here? That's when it dawned on me how far and alone we were in the world. I don't believe I could go back to living my life in that manner.
I was house sitting for someone else and residing at their home by myself for the whole month. I was standing in the driveway, and it seemed like I was alone myself. Suddenly, a guy drove up, and he was gazing at me with a strange smirk on his face. My heart was racing as I stood here by myself in this strange location for the first time. Then, one by one, the three giant dogs whose care I was there to provide emerged from the backyard to stand by my side. There was a pit bull mix, an Australian shepherd, and the third dog was either a lab or Dane mix, and he was enormous. The man's grin vanished, and he retreated and went in a relatively short amount of time. I had no idea what the dogs were protecting me from when they rescued me. It may have been anything as straightforward as a door-to-door -door salesperson or a guy inquiring about a location. But I'm delighted they found their way to me at the time that they did. After that, the power going out in the middle of the night, and a fly getting trapped in my ear while I was there, I couldn't wait to get out of their house and back to my own. When I initially came to their house, I wasn't terrified, but after that, I couldn't wait to get out. I grew up in a very remote part of Kentucky on a farm that consisted of around 75 combined acres of woods and vacant fields. The property was located at the end of a road that only had one lane. When I was a youngster, I remember being given the task of bringing the garbage to the dumpster after dark on one particular evening. The dumpster had been positioned all the way down at the end of the driveway. When I was almost done walking to the garbage can, I became aware of the most ear-splitting, gut-wrenching scream I had ever heard. As though a lady were being mercilessly put to death right in front of my own eyes and ears. I ran back to the home and completely broke down, sobbing and begging my father to fetch a weapon. I then flew back to the house. The howls of foxes will make your skin crawl and your blood become ice cold. I live out in the country, and one night I learned that we had not received the mail on that particular day, so, I went out to the road to get it. There was no moon that night, so the sky was completely dark, and the only sounds you could hear were crickets and tree frogs. As I make my way back up the driveway, I hear my husband whistling. Judging by the direction the sound is coming from. It seems that he has just exited the back door and is making his way around the side of the house to meet me. I had no idea why, and I didn't care to find out. Instead, I walked up on the porch, turned around, and went back in via the front door. Right at that moment, my husband emerged from the bathroom. When I think about that, I still feel a little bit of a chill down my spine. It was definitely a person whistling a song and there were really two individuals in the home at the time. Something more that took place in the remote areas of Colorado, here is the account of a buddy of mine. The dress rehearsal for the play that our school was putting on would sometimes go a little bit behind schedule. It turned out that my acquaintance was one of the very last ones to leave. After she had gone to her vehicle and gotten inside, she saw something in the rearview mirror that drew her attention. She walked around to the rear of the house and peeked out the back window, where she saw a mountain lion only a few yards away. 
The sighting of a mountain lion on the school grounds was not an isolated incident by any means. I'll never forget when the middle school just down the hill from there went into lockdown because there was a mountain lion in the yard. Nature in its purest form. Warning, the following account contains graphic details of a violent occurrence. Nothing that has been seen or experienced. I went back to see my hometown maybe six or seven months ago. I don't live there, so the only people I am familiar with are the people that live in the homes that are adjacent to my. During one of the afternoons, we were tasked with cleaning the rice. At the time, we were assisting in the preparation of food for a wedding that was being held in the family's honor, and we were responsible for supplying the ingredients necessary to prepare the meal ourselves. I have a working knowledge of the regional lingo, but my pronunciation and fluency leave much to be desired. There were grandmothers, aunts, sisters, and any other female relatives that were accessible. They began spreading rumors about something that had happened in the home next door to them. What happened next was. In front of the throng of people, a young woman of approximately 20 years old received such terrible beatings at the hands of her own brother. Neither by hand nor by means of a stick, but rather with the help of a massive bed frame and an object made of metal. Then, when she had been unconscious, he had pushed her to the ground and put her in a chokehold. Her mother was there, there were men and grown-ups, but nobody intervened. She was eventually brought to the hospital with many fractured ribs in addition to a handful of other significant injuries. All due to the fact that she gave a curt response to her brother, not exactly rude but kind of back cancered or I think she said no to something he had demanded, I'm not sure. People did nothing, they simply watched the whole spectacle, and they justified the monster by saying things like he was probably possessed or he is not like that. I first became aware of the event in question two days after it had taken place. When I brought it up to my grandmother and asked her to file a complaint about it, she told me, something is not our issue. We do not stick our noses in someone else's household, regardless of how outrageously awful that is. That was the most surprising information I've ever been given. My uncle used to reside in the middle of nowhere on a piece of land that he said was just about 8 acres in size. Although his nearest neighbors were not too far and could be reached in a short amount of time by car, the distance between them was sufficient that walking wasn't a particularly realistic option. Anyway, I stayed there over the summer after the 8th grade, and he told me a tale that frightened the living daylights out of me back then. On the farm, he kept a wide variety of animals, including three hunting dogs, pigeons, dozens of chickens, other types of birds, a few goats, and one lone horse. Every night, he would walk around the farm to check on the animals and ensure that everyone was where they were supposed to be and that everything was secured. One evening, while he was making his way back to his home, his dogs began acting erratically. He ignores it at first and continues on his journey, but his dogs continue to bark non-stop the whole time. He scans the area with his flashlight but doesn't see anything interesting. When he got to the rear door of his home, his dogs were still barking, so he turned around one more time before going inside. 
In the furthest reaches of his property, he claims to have seen what seemed to be a moving shadow. He immediately enters the house on the presumption that the sound was made by a coyote or another kind of wild animal. The next evening, when he was out doing his rounds, he said that he was quickly halted as he observed some kind of dark figure only a short distance away from his barn. He did not utter a single word, but he did pull out his firearm. Once again, his first idea was that maybe a coyote was attempting to steal his hens. On the other hand, he said that after taking a few paces, the figure abruptly rose up in a manner that was nearly human-like and rushed into the field cloaked in darkness. He said that he was so astonished that he stopped moving for a little period of time before screaming out hey. He did not pursue whatever it was or whomever it was. He just let it go. He did mention, though, that around one week following the event, his dogs would go crazy whenever they were outside at night, but he never saw the person again. When he was giving me the tale, he said that it was possible that it was simply a passing stranger, nevertheless, he did not know for certain. The guy had to travel for around 40 minutes to go to the nearest store since he lived in the middle of nowhere. It is rather strange to think that there could be some homeless people loitering about in that location. He said that a black bear was also a possibility, however, I am unable to confirm this. He was not even near to the type of place that I would expect would be inhabited by black bears. The dude was from a rural agricultural region, which was not even near close to any mountains, woods, or other natural features. I reside on a farm that is 35 acres in size, and I remember one night when my dogs went absolutely nuts. When I stepped outside with a flashlight, I observed what seemed to be a very tall human-like entity standing in my field. Its legs and arms were quite lengthy. Like an Enderman from Minecraft. When I shined the very powerful flashlight that I had at it, it seemed as if it was unaffected by the light. It was still just a figure made of complete darkness, and no shadow was thrown by it. But before I had the chance to do anything about it, it turned around and began strolling very slowly back towards the forest line. Since then, I've encountered that number twice more always manages to throw me for a loop. I was in the Adirondacks, where I reside, when I came upon something similar near an old cabin that was located by an abandoned boat launch. I had persuaded myself that it was a figment of my imagination, but a buddy of mine told me a few years back that he had seen the same thing in the same location. I didn't even bother to tell him the tale, and there's no way that the two of us could have separately conceived of the exact same idea. This one was equipped with a hood. Even though none of its limbs moved, it yet managed to move quite swiftly in some mysterious way. Even though I have a strong background in science and am certain that there is a rational justification for what I saw, it did not seem to be natural in any way. I have my home in a hilly and wooded region of New Jersey that is considered to be more rural. When I was in high school, my buddies and I were searching for a spot to hang out and smoke one night, and we were driving down one of the local back roads. 
A deer suddenly runs out in front of the automobile as we are driving it, as they normally do. This time, however, when we slowed down, the deer turned around and headed back in the direction it had come from, went up to a tree, and then proceeded to beat its head and on the tree in one blow before falling dead. Instead of crashing into the tree while running, it strolled up to it and then butted its head on it. The conduct was unlike anything we've ever seen before. It was incredibly strange yet it was possible that it had rabies. Unnerved all of us, and as a result, we chose to return to the home of my buddy in order to smoke. In addition, a fox howls. Holy crap does that sound like murder. I was followed by a lone wolf for a few months, which was an amazing experience. Nonetheless, he was never once hostile toward me, despite the fact that he was rather large. I live on the southeastern side of a lake in northern Ontario. During the winter, when the lake freezes, wolves come across the lake from the northwest, usually in packs, and hunt the local wildlife, primarily rabbits I believe, which are abundant. However, one year I guess one wolf didn't make it back across the lake before it melted, we had an early spring thaw, and he was around for the summer. My road does not have any street lights, and my buddy lives about a kilometer up the road from me. After work, my friend and I would go to their house for beers virtually every day, and then I would simply walk home afterward. I had the distinct impression that I was being watched or pursued for many weeks. Occasionally, as I quickly turned around and pointed my flashlight, I saw a fleeting glimpse of yellow eyes. At that time, I had never seen a timber wolf in this area during the summer, however, when going for a ride on a sled in the winter, occasionally you could catch a glimpse of one in the distance. Anyways, one night after weeks of this happening, I borrowed a trail cam from an MNR guy we do service work for, put it on the road not far from my buddy's place, and after a few days I picked it up and sure enough. This really freaked me out, but I took comfort in the fact that if it wanted to attack me, it probably would have already done so. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Nevertheless, I started driving to my friend's place instead of hoping for a ride and walking back. This continued until one night when I had far more than my usual two beers after work, so I said damn it, grabbed a flashlight from my truck, 
and started to walk instead of drinking and driving. It was fast in my mind, but all of a sudden his eyes got lit up by the moon behind me, and the wolf was walking on the opposite side of the road walking in my direction 15 to 20 feet in front of me. I don't know what the hell made me say it, but I just kept walking and just said, yo, as we passed each other, and the wolf kind of just grunted and carried on. I'm about halfway home. I don't see him at first, and it was. I'm going to estimate that during that summer he got rid of a good portion of the population since there have been far less rabbits in our region ever since then. I'm not sure whether it was the booze in my stomach or if it's a northern Canadian thing, but it happened when I was at the cottage that my family owns, don't go there anymore since we're not close. I'm going from the front cabin to the rear cabin when I see a bear in the forest. Only a single black bear. At the southwestern corner of the front of the rear cabin. It made a huffing sound, but it did not approach or do anything else. I just kind of jerked my head up, saying sup? And went into the rear compartment of the car. Typically, you won't find them on this side of the water. The primary reason for this is because a few miles in there are railroad tracks. I then went to bed after brushing my teeth. When I woke up, I realized that I had basically ignored what had happened. I mean, if I had been sober, I probably would not have responded the same way, but I was raised with the mentality that you fight back if it's a black, lie down if it's a brown, and let it go if it's a white. Nevertheless, I was riding a strong high, and I was exhausted, so I suppose I simply gave up and let it go. Something along the lines of, cool, I'm going to bed now. This is either a bold or dumb narrative that I can add to the collection of all these near experiences with animals on here, and your opinion will determine which it is. I constructed a camper shell and mounted it on the back of a little Japanese pickup truck that I own and use that as my home. I did this for around 8.5 months, with breaks consisting of couch surfing in various locations along the way. My travels took me from the east coast to the west coast and many places in between. I was working on a home in Sonora, California, that belonged to another person. He and his family were the most laid-back Mormons I've ever met and they actually volunteered to let me park my vehicle wherever I pleased on their 8-acre property while we worked on finishing up their home so that we could put it up for sale. Because the weather was so nice at that time of year and I had access to a solid campground, I decided to switch things up and sleep in my hammock next to my vehicle. On the first morning, the guy's wife noticed me in my hammock and made it a point to inform me about the two goats that they had lost to a mountain lion the previous year. During my time there, I was there when she and her son captured on tape a mountain lion ambling up the driveway just before nightfall. It had reappeared. I was aware of the potential danger, but I reasoned that it was probably far too terrified of the odors, lights, and noises associated with humans for it to ever pose a problem for me, as is the case with almost all of those cats. Make a lot of noise right before you go to sleep, and you'll be fine. After the lights went off for the night, 
I would sometimes kill some time in the cab of my truck by surfing the web while my electronic devices were charged by the inverter that I kept in there. Because I was not finished climbing into and out of the camper shell that was stored in the bed of my vehicle, I had left the tailgate as well as the hatch wide open. It was late into the night, and I was just going about my business when all of a sudden, my whole vehicle lurched forward as a result of a dip in the back end. There is something stashed away in the rear of my pickup. It felt as if a guy weighing slightly less than or equal to 200 pounds dropped his ass on my tailgate. I've shuttled people about back there, and I have a decent understanding of how the rear leaf springs perform underweight on my truck since I've had it for so long. Oh crap. My first assumption was that it was a human. Didn't cross my mind at the time, but now that I think about it, there's no way it could be a human since I'm parked on crushed gravel, which makes it obvious when anything is trying to put weight on it. Unless this individual was trying to be deceptive on purpose, which is very unlikely given the fact that they jumped into the tailgate of the vehicle. Therefore, it wasn't a man. A pointless, wide-eyed check of my mirrors prompted me to conceive of a more effective strategy. I'm not getting out of the taxi. Perform a manual lockdown on both doors. Old vehicle, my keys are already in the accessory to run charging position. Therefore I just need to turn the key a little more than an eighth of a turn to get the truck started. I rev the device in line with the pace at which my heart is beating, but I don't give it a full blast on the horn since I don't want to wake up this family and their five young children. The plan is successful, as the truck rises to its feet without any cargo. The cat ran away when it heard the noise. However, a mountain lion did jump into the back of my vehicle when it was parked at night. I turned off the vehicle and waited for quite some time to see what would happen. All systems go. The courageous or foolhardy phase follows next. I was 21 years old when I finally got to go on the journey that I had been daydreaming about since I was a child. I don't engage in any type of crazy behavior, but I honestly feel like I'm dying on the inside until I encounter some kind of challenge or obstacle, at which point I come to life probably watched an excessive amount of movies when they were younger. The topic runs through all of my favorites in the same way. In any case, I had no intention of giving in, and the fact that I was only marginally dehydrated worked to my advantage, I was certain that the odor of my urine would be amplified as a result. I peed all over the trees that my hammock was fastened to, as well as below it and in a little sea bear circle around it and I continued to do it each and every night for the following two weeks without encountering any difficulties until we had successfully completed the task. Back then, that was audacious, but in this day and age, it's just foolish. The fact of the matter is, however, that everybody who sleeps outside in their natural habitat for any number of days that total more than one per year has unknowingly slept in a mountain lion's territory at some point. Likely under one. In relation to the slope, not the trees. The general opinion among them is that you do not see them, although they are aware of your presence. That tale may have been delivered in a far more concise manner, but, it is genuine, and telling tales is a lot of fun. This question quickly developed into real-life campfire tales.